Welcome to the Business by Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Krista Bauer, online business strategist, heartfelt copywriter, and kind marketing mentor for sensitive solopreneurs. If you're an online entrepreneur who wants to create a business led by your intuition, not the loud mainstream advice that's out there, then light a candle, diffuse your favorite oil, and let's talk about how we can make the process of creating a heart-driven business both simple and fulfilling. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to today's episode where we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome and how imposter syndrome is something that many of us are silently dealing with. It's something that holds a lot of people back and it's a very real thing that comes up for most entrepreneurs. So this episode was recorded a couple of months ago, so fair warning, the audio is not the best. However, I didn't want to re-record it because of the, I just wanted to come through very authentic the way that I was feeling at the time when I recorded this. This episode was um, inspired by a follower and a past client who said to me, I have a really hard time and I get really frustrated when writing sales copy, for instance, or any website copy, so the words on her website, because she feels like an imposter. She feels like she's not really who she says she is when she's writing. She thinks that she has to build herself up in some way in order to be more compelling, more engaging. Uh, more interesting for her audience when it's really not the case. So in today's episode, although the audio is not as great as I would like it to be, hopefully you can turn it up just a little bit and you can tune in and really hear the essence of the message and walk away with a new perspective and a new way of thinking about yourself as you're writing website copy or really anything, anything that you're creating in your business, whether it comes to creating new offers or wanting to teach a course, whatever it is, and you get that that little voice that tells you that you are not really worthy of teaching this, or you're not the right person to be offering this, or who are you to be doing this? If you're someone who is hearing those voices in your head, then this episode is for you. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy the show. Okay. So today I want to talk to you about imposter syndrome, because I know that many of us are silently dealing with this feeling that we doubt that our achievements or where we are in our business or the services that we provide that we are really worthy of these accomplishments or we're really worthy of being able to say that or really being able to own that we are uh, maybe an expert in this area or that we have a special gift or a talent that makes us able to provide these services for our clients. So I read an interesting statistic um, about, I read an interesting statistic about imposter syndrome recently, and it said that like up to 80% of people experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lives, which means most of the world is feeling, silently feeling these feelings of, I'm not worthy of these accomplishments. I've gotten here by pure luck. Someone is going to find me out. Like if I put myself out there and I start you know, owning my expertise and start owning um, my achievements and the accomplishments I've had, someone is going to find out about me. They are going to learn that I'm not as good as people think I am or it's not as good as I think I am. Um, 
you know, people are going to learn that I don't really have any talent for this. I'm not that good. And that's sort of the mentality that happens when you have imposter syndrome. You're always sort of doubting that you, um, doubting your, your achievements. You're sort of doubting your talent. You're doubting your gifts. You're doubting the work that you provide as being like thinking that you're not very good and people are going to find out about you. And it's really this inability to be able to own um, what it is that you've accomplished and what it is that you've achieved. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this because I do see this as being a huge hindrance for a lot of people in terms of success in their business, um, as well as when it comes to writing website copy, because when you're writing, um, you, you know, you, a lot of people, if you're writing about yourself, which a lot of people perceive copy to be like kind of writing about themselves, um, imposter syndrome can really come up again. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this and I hopefully can give you some encouragement and some inspiration to help you overcome this imposter syndrome that you're feeling so that you can still move forward, that you can still put yourself out there, you can still get yourself some clients um, and you can own what it is that you do confidently and feel good about it. Feel good knowing also that you're not the only one suffering from this. And unfortunately, it's like a silent um, thing that we're most of us are dealing with. So let's talk about it. Let's bring it out into the forefront. So the first thing that I want to say is really one, is it possible, right? Is it possible that you actually do have some talent for whatever it is that you do. So if you're a copywriter, is it possible that you are talented as a copywriter, that you do have some innate talent? If you are a technical person who likes to help business owners with face run Facebook ads and get all of the behind the scenes techie stuff up, is it possible that you have some innate ability and talent for doing that and helping people do that? If you're the kind of person who helps your clients, you're coaching your clients through, you know, through peaceful and respectful divorces, is it possible that you have a natural gift and ability to do that? Maybe you've overcome that yourself and now you've, you're in a place where you can help people and support people with that. Is it possible that you have talent, you have innate abilities, innate passions, things that have supported you, that have led you to where you are, that maybe don't come as easily for other people? Is it possible to be able to say to yourself that, yes, this is part of my unique makeup, right? I am, I do have these innate abilities. I do have natural talents and gifts that have led me to doing the work that I'm doing. Is it possible that that could be true for you? And I want you to sit with that for a second. And I want you to really honestly, truly think and ask yourself, is it possible that there is something within my genetic makeup, within the way that I was raised with who I am as a person, my unique design as a person that makes me uh, the right fit to be offering whatever type of work it is that you do to your clients? Are you the right person to be doing that? And I just want you to ask yourself that question and think about that for a second. 
So here's my second point that I want to say, and I think that this is sometimes easier said than done, but I think the more awareness you have about it, the easier it is to catch. And that is to really be conscious of the thoughts that come up for you when you're ha- when you're experiencing imposter syndrome, when you're experiencing those thoughts of, oh, I don't want to teach this course because I'm not the right person to do it. I don't want to put this content out because people are going to recognize that I'm not as talented at this or as good at this as maybe I've led them to believe. I want you to think about any time those imposter syndrome thoughts come up, I want you to think about it and thinking about how can you reframe this in a way that's going to get you back into motion and get you back into taking action? Because what happens is a lot of times I think a lot of us get stuck there. We get stuck in imposter syndrome and it sort of hinders us and it does hinder us from kind of taking that next step in our business. Um, so what, you know, we've kind of been maybe playing on, you know, sort of a level one playing field and we want to get to the next level. However, imposter syndrome creeps up telling us that, hey, you're not as good as you think you are. And if you go to that next level, you got to play a bigger game. you got to be more expert at what you do. And when you get to that next level, people are going to find out about you. It's going to be obvious. People are going to really see you for who you truly are. So as those thoughts start to creep up on you, I want you to really just kind of sit with them. And then again, it's all about awareness and it's about really asking yourself and trying to reframe the thoughts so that you can, that you can move forward and not remain stuck in this place. So to give you a real example, I had um, a bad case of imposter syndrome that came up for me when my mentor, George Cow, asked me and invited me to teach a course about visual marketing for beginners. Um, at the time, we didn't have a title, but it was all about visual marketing and teaching that to his audience. And his audience is much bigger than mine, um, although a very lovely, kind, warm audience. Um, I, I still had so much resistance to doing this. I knew in my heart that it was time for me to start stepping up in my business. I knew that it was time for me to start, um, quote unquote, playing a bigger game. And I knew that it was time for me to be seen in a bigger way and get more visible. If I really wanted to take my business to where it needs to go, if I want to accomplish all the things that I want to do, if I want to reach the people that I want to reach, it was time for me to step up. But yet I kept telling myself, why is he asking me to do this? I am not the right person for this at all. I am not a designer. Why am I teaching a design course? Um, I don't know the first thing about some of these, uh, about visual marketing. I mean, I've done it in my business. Clients, people have come to me and asked for my support, which should be validation, right? That I have some experience with this or I have some innate ability, but yet it wasn't enough. I kept telling myself, there are so many people in his audience who are actually talented at this, who have degrees. I I don't even have a degree. I don't even have a bachelor's degree. Why is he asking me? This is a big one that comes up for me a lot too, because I'm not actually uh, formally trained in anything. <laughs> so I often feel imposter syndrome, like why am I the one doing this? Why am I, who am I to teach this is a big thing that comes up. And so as I experienced this, I had to really do a lot of reframing and asking myself, one, Going back to that first question, is it true that I don't have an innate ability to be able to teach this? Because here's the thing. 
If you have testimonials from people or you have people in your circle or in your business network that are saying to you, hey, you're really good at this or um, they've worked with you and they've given you great feedback, you know, that's validation that you are you are um, who you say you are and you are um you know, you are, you do have an ability and the talent to be able to offer this kind of service to your people. So I had to reframe this quite a bit and I had to tell myself, I had to look at all of the examples in my life of times when people have validated that I would be a good person to teach visual marketing for beginners. Um, I had to look at all of the instances where I've had other business owners complimenting my own visual design work, where I've had people in my life coming to me for visual design work and feedback Um, because they saw me as someone who had sort of this keen eye for design. Um, I've had to look at all the examples of when I've actually supported people and worked with them and their testimonials. And then I had also had to to look at the fact that my mentor, George Cow, who um, openly talks about how this, you know, visual design is not a skill set of his. It's not something that he puts very much effort, I'd say little to no effort in. And he was reaching out to me and he saw me as someone who had skill in this area, a greater skill than what he had. He wasn't expecting me to come in and teach a master's degree in visual design or marketing or any of those things. We were teaching it to beginners and he saw enough in me, enough expertise, enough skill, enough talent in me to offer this position to me um, or this opportunity, I should say, to me to come in and teach to his audience. So because of that, I was able to kind of psych myself up. It was a lot of inner, it was a lot of self-talk, right? Like, and I, right up until the day of, I even had an EFT session with, um, with a friend who had to help work me through these blocks because I was still feeling really challenged by it. And that's another thing that you can try if imposter syndrome is coming up is looking at some tools that you can use. EFT is a really great tool for supporting you and overcoming your um, blocks around imposter syndrome. So thinking about what kind of tools are out there. So one of the things that helps me uh, besides EFT, I also did a lot of breath work. I was doing a ton of breath work and through that breath work, I was also repeating really positive affirmations. You know, reminding myself that the people who show up are there to support me, right? Um, if anybody criticizes what I do or calls me out, like I'm, I know firmly where I stand with this. I'm not trying to make myself bigger than what I am. Um, and I just try to keep my eyes in my own lane. So this is the next point is really just thinking about, um, you know, kind of understanding, just having an understanding of where you are at with this and really what are your limitations and what are your strengths. So this is really important. Knowing yourself is really, really important when it comes to overcoming imposter syndrome. So again, really, really, really knowing who you are because, for instance, when it comes to copywriting, almost anything I offer in my business, I feel like an imposter because I don't have, it's not like I went and studied this in school. I don't have year, 20 years of experience doing this. I've just sort of been naturally interested in it. And it's proven to be something where people have seen talent or have seen ex- expertise in me and they've hired me and I've just kind of run with it. But I also know my limitations. So even though um, I market myself as a copywriter, one, I don't identify as with being a copywriter, I identify with being a online presence coach or strategist and copywriting is just one of the areas that we tweak and we work on. Um, so that's one way, but also 
Um, I also really recognize where my limitations are in copywriting. There are many aspects of copywriting that I don't deal with or touch, at least right now. I made down the road. Um, but there are aspects of it I don't touch and I don't go to. And I also work with, um, you know, small business owners. I'm not a copywriter for Nike. I'm a copywriter for small business owners who maybe aren't even making enough at this point to sustain themselves or working towards it. They're either, you know, kind of, they, some of them are already there. They are supporting themselves, but many people aren't. Um, some people are in between. You know, they're still working full-time jobs and hiring me. So I'm working with small business owners. I'm not working with Spotify. I'm not working with um, Nike. I'm not working with Coca-Cola and being a copywriter. I'm not working for a big ad agency. I, I feel comfortable in my little area of my little niche here because the people that I work with need support, but they don't have thousands of dollars to spend on copywriters and they need support. They need a little bit of guidance to kind of get them going and headed in the right direction. I feel confident offering that to people. I feel confident providing that support to people. So again, it's about understanding yourself, knowing your own limitations and really knowing what your strengths are. My strength is not about, I don't like to write high converting sales copy. Um, I don't like to use like hypey language. And so again, it's about knowing and understanding where are your limitations and then also what are your strengths. So I always market myself as being someone who really focuses on clarity and connection over conversions. I don't guarantee that you're going to convert using um, when I write copy for you. In fact, I tell people like that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to give bring more clarity to your message. So there's that aspect as well. And so the final thing that I would like to say about um, overcoming imposter syndrome is also being able to um, reflect, or, uh, you know, reaching out to the people in your network, reflecting back, going through testimonials that people have given to you. And if you don't have testimonials yet or you don't have great testimonials, then asking people who know you and saying, look, I am you know, really wanting to understand my strengths in my business. I'm really want to, wanting to understand the innate talent and gifts that I have. And I really want to be able to bring this, um, make sure that I'm focusing more on this in my business and I'm really highlighting this with my audience. I want to make sure people really see what I'm truly known for. And I want to, I'm curious what other people think I'm see me as being known for and asking people, you know, niche mates, asking people in your network who you've met through groups, you know, you know, group coaching programs, reaching out and asking your mentor, asking clients that you've worked with, you know, in a different capacity, maybe not even a testimonial way, but just saying like, look, what were my strengths? Because I'm, I'm really wanting to work on this and I'm wanting to bring this through in my business and I want to make sure that I'm focusing on the right things. And so being able then to talk about this, share this and just seeing that feedback, um, right, will help you, will help build your own security around what it is that you do and what it is that you provide. And again, just really reflecting back with the people that you've worked with and, you know, finding out like what really was helpful, what was different about me and why did you choose to work with me over someone else, right? Um, like what was the differentiator? Because that will help build your confidence. And sometimes it's not even just about talent it's about your personality and it's about what you bring specifically as a person 
You know, someone who works with me, for instance, like, you know, there are so many cases of people who do what I do. And I can give you three or four examples of people who are in a similar, like who I would consider niche mates. But obviously someone's going to come to me and want to work with me over someone else based simply on personality and vice versa. And that's a good thing. You know, your personality is a huge differentiator, right? Like you might be offering Facebook ads to your audience as a service. And there are thousands of people offering Facebook ads to your audience as a service. But I may choose to work with you because I'm comfortable with you. Um, you know, I relate to you on some other level. Um, you know, and you, you don't overcomplicate things. I can understand it. There's something there that's going to be a connection for your people. So again, just recognizing that you're unique as well. It's not just based on your talent and the service that you provide and your expertise. It's also based on your personality. People are going to seek you out simply because they like you and they resonate with you as a person and what you believe. Um, not just simply because you're an expert at what you do or they, or that you're the top person in your field. Because oftentimes people, you know, they don't know if you're the top person. They don't know where you rank, right? They don't know if you're on the low end or whatever. They just resonate with you as a person. So I hope that this has given you some tips. And when it actually comes to writing this out, I want you to be thinking about these things and really being able to own your strengths, what it is that you bring. So asking yourself, what are my strengths? What do I bring to the table? Why do people seek me out specifically versus someone else? And then taking that into consideration when you're writing your copy and making that very clear and just owning what you can own, right? Um, you know, when it comes down to really understanding who you are, you don't need to talk about things that, you know, don't resonate with you, that you're not comfortable with, that you feel kind of really insecure about, you know, don't offer those parts. Don't talk about them. Don't offer those to your audience if you're really, really insecure about something. Like focus on what you do. Like asking yourself, what can I really, really, really own? And then again, just remembering that is it true that you don't deserve to be known or seen as someone who is an expert in this area or is um, knowledgeable in this area? Remember, to be an expert, you only need to be like two or three steps ahead of the person that you're teaching, right? For them to see you as an expert. So you might not think you're an expert, but for someone else who has no knowledge, no expertise, no interest in learning whatever A, B, C, or D thing it is that you provide, you know, remembering that your person isn't an expert in that. They don't have that talent or that interest to be able to provide what it is that you do. So we need you out there doing your thing. We need you out there working on this. So if you found, I hope that you found these tips helpful. If you have any other thoughts or ideas on how you can overcome imposter syndrome and how you can own your authority in terms of whatever service it is you provide, then please leave your comments below and let us know um, what you do to help overcome imposter syndrome and if it's something that you have encountered as well. Thank you so much for being here and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Business by Intuition podcast with me, your host, Krista Bauer. I hope you've enjoyed today's insights and will take some time to reflect on how you can implement this guidance and use it to help you create a sustainable business following your intuition, not formulas. 
As always, you can head over to kristabauer.com forward slash podcast to sign up for my email list and get the links and resources in the show notes. If you love today's episode and would like to support this podcast, please consider leaving a review and subscribe so you can tune in next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you again soon.